Hello, and welcome to the Green Room Book Club. This is our initial podcast. My name is Howard Fletcher. I'm a realtor and a journalist. Uh, I've hosted several podcasts in the past, mainly uh, Barrel Tasting with Howard Fletcher, where I interviewed winemakers and cast uh, uh, craft brewers and spirit distillers from the DMV. DMV stands for District Maryland of Virginia. I'm coming to you from beautiful Silver Spring, Maryland. And what we are doing here is, well, right now what I'm doing is I'm drinking wine. I'm going to talk to you about that later. I'll tell you what it is. It's a good Virginia wine. Um, but I, right now, I'm sort of mission control. I have four other co-hosts. One of them I've known since seventh grade. The other three I've just met. So we're going to all learn together about these guys. So with no further ado, let me introduce you to my co-hosts who are going to be coming to you from the great state of Colorado, specifically Boulder. Um, right now, they're not smoking any weed because I know they do a lot of that in Boulder. I don't know if they normally smoke weed, but all the people I know from Boulder indulge. And if they choose to, they can share what they're drinking this evening and what they are. And I want them to introduce themselves to you so you can get to know them so I can get to know them as well. And we can have a little fun here. So first, I'm going to start with Maurice. Maurice, what's going on? What's up, Howard? I'm well. <laughs> so um, thanks for uh, swinging it over to me. So my name is Maurice. I am drinking right now a local brewery from Denver, Colorado, that was from a old airport, from old Stapleton Airport. If you guys... Have ever been to Denver in the 70s, 80s, the whole Rocky Mountain High type of generation? You flew into Stapleton, and it was an old fire station that was right behind that huge Renaissance hotel that's uh, that's around there right now. So uh, that whole area has been transformed into uh, uh, an area that they call Central Park. So um, this brewery is called Station 26. I'm drinking a Juicy Banger IPA. I got turned on to IPAs basically from this IPA, um, which is not very hoppy, very juicy, and it's banging. So it's appropriately named. <laughs> nice. Well, I mean, I still live in Denver, and I know Denver has changed a lot. I mean, I lived there for two years, basically. So um, it was uh, that was back in the 90s. The whole place has changed. And uh, Stapleton was a working airport. Where did, where did you hang so, out when you were in Denver? Living here, those two. Uh, where'd I hang out? I I lived at, uh, on Franklin Street, which is off of Colfax oh, in Capitol oh, Hill. Yeah. I own a house there, so I don't. I can't say I hung out anywhere. I mean, mostly I just I just worked. Um, but I used to go to a few haunts. I'm trying to think of some place. I can't even remember the names of them. Oh, I'm um, so. <laughs> I mean, there was there was a I, I don't remember. I really don't. I don't remember the names of them. There were places that you, I used to go in and have beer and listen to Black Sabbath on the jukebox. <laughs> and 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 that was about it. But that was, you know, I don't know what's going on up there down. That was when Capitol Hill had a whole bunch of goths and, oh, yeah. and people with, uh, you know, oh, yeah. uh, well, piercings and tattoos like I had from Chicago. Time. And I came to Boulder to see you to University of Colorado uh, on an athletic scholarship. And I kind of migrated my way down to Denver. So I first uh -huh. got here back in 1915. It was amazing how just, it was a cow town. I mean, coming from 
Chicago, right. it's a huge metropolitan area, and you probably thought the same thing. In fact, one, one time, coach picked me up from Stapleton Airport. We were going to Denver. I had my big trunk. I had my backpack. I had all my stuff, my whole life savings, right? And I was like 17. About uh, Wadsworth or so on 36, um, mm-hmm. or Sheridan on, on 36, there's this huge, it was windy that day. There was nothing out there between Boulder and Denver. I remember seeing a, a, um, a tumbleweed come across the highway. And I just started laughing to myself because I was like, I thought those were old West props that you saw on, you know, Gunsmoke or something like that. So I, just, I was just like, what am I doing here? You know, coming to this cow town. It's completely changed, Howard. I mean, it's amazing yeah, how... Yeah. Metropolitan, you know, you got all these great restaurants, great places to drink, great breweries. Obviously, you know, you got the weed industry and everything that's you know come up. I mean, it's 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 amazing. It's amazing. It's just as comparable as any other big city now. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll get into that because at the same time, our friend Russ and I graduated from high school together. He, I went to Georgia Tech, which was down in Atlanta. Oh, yeah which was another country town, which is completely different than what it is now. It was hardly the rap capital of the East Coast back, back then. It was um, capital so, W. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it, was, it was quite different, but we can get that into another episode. So um, is Dan there? Did Dan? Dan. Okay. Uh, we'll get back to Maurice later on, but Dan, what's going on? Tell me about I, yourself. I am uh, originally from Philadelphia. Go Eagles. Uh, live in Boulder. Moved here in 95. Uh, have been coming to Colorado for uh, for a while since I was born. Uh, uh, family had a, you know, a, a, a vacation home in the mountains, and uh, so I love the state. I'll cut to the chase. I'm drinking 90 shilling from Fort Collins out of Odell Brewery. Nice. So, yeah, that's what's very nice. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I joked with you earlier about uh, the Eagles because I'm a DC guy. So I'm a Washington fan. Um, the football. But when I was growing huh? Washington football team. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not trying to cancel our, our get get our podcast canceled already. You know, they, they are the Washington football team. Um, <laughs> not the, wasn't the name we used when growing up, but uh, um, I, I when I was growing up though, I used to go up to Philly because I have a cousin from there, and um, actually, even though I'm a big Nationals fan now, growing up I was a Phillies fan because I used to go to Phillies games in the summer. So I used to go see Greg Lozinski and, and Larry Boa and, and, and all those guys, you know, Dave Cash. I still love yes. that team. So um, anyway, so Philly's, Philly's a good town. Philly's a really good town. Uh, <laughs> except, for the, except for the football team. Um, so <laughs> let's go to Chip. Chip, hey, what's Howard. going on, man? Hey, man. So, yeah, I'm from Philly, too, and I grew up. We're brothers, one, by the way. One door. Hey, I'm going to set a joke up. <laughs> <laughs> so I was going to say I grew up one door across from Dan in the same house. Mm. Oh, okay. 
Are, you guys are brothers. Us, I uh, hope we're yeah we're. <laughs> so um, I'm just the drummer here. I don't get a vote. Um, but wow. I, you know, I keep the whole thing going. So uh, I'm actually I always come to this and I drink tea first. So it's another mm. brewed beverage. But I just discovered this tea house in Boulder called Kucha, and they import tea from China, and it's real. It's it's really good. I highly recommend it. So um, they have these. Uh, it's like they call them tea cakes. And it looks like dirt. It really does. It looks like leaves and dirt. But um, it's really good. And uh, so that's what I do. I start off with with some tea, and then I move to the good stuff. Um, and uh, I entertain all kinds of different beers. We got so many breweries out here. It's amazing. Uh, like I start. Uh -huh. I've been out here for a while, and I started brewing beer. Because the Home Brews Association, remember that? Here in Boulder. Uh -huh. That's where this whole thing started. So um, that kind of that kind of dates me. But um, yeah, there's so many great choices of beers. You're 80s then. Pretty good for, for being in my 80s. <laughs> That's my story. Uh, there's more to tell. Yeah, well, we'll get we'll get to it. We're gonna get to all to all of that. Um, but we have two Philly guys yeah. here. Yeah. So here's, uh, I used to. Here's the thing: I don't give a shit about the Eagles. I'm not an Eagles fan. Ever, so, <laughs> but do you like tasty cakes? Like <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yeah. 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 So, all right. Well, all right. So, and last but not least is uh, Russ. Russ is the friend of mine who I refer to, who I've known since seventh grade and who got me into this mess. So, Russ, what's going on? I'm Russ. I, as you have heard, have, have known Howard for, for a lifetime. And uh, I came out to Boulder uh, on an athletic scholarship and, and played basketball out here. Uh, when I got here, it was the same. Such a small town, which I thought was great. There was nothing, I mean, nothing between Boulder and Denver. It was so dark at night, you would just see the stars. And maybe the mountain would look fake in the backdrop. It, 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 it was great. Um, and when you got to Boulder, it was this thriving little oasis that... Uh, you know, gave you a chance to grow up and find yourself a great place to be uh, at that age. I uh, play guitar. I do some vocals. Uh, I enjoy music. And, uh, coming together with these guys has been, has been great. Um, just being able to play, being able to have uh, some cocktails and maybe some food to go with it. Uh, tonight... I'm drinking a Corona Familia. Now, it's not a local brew by any means, but I love, I love Mexican lager. And this Familia that a lot of people I'm not sure know about is like a Corona, but it's grown up a little bit. It's got a bit bold flavor. It's in a brown bottle, which protects it. And uh, it's quite enjoyable. It'll, it'll go with, with many foods tonight. We've got a little pizza, a little charcuterie, the fun buzzword. 
Um, but this will cut through with the fattiness of the meats. It'll work with the cheese. Uh, so looking forward to this and this evening. And we'll swing it back to Howard. <laughs> I remember, see, as I said, Russ and I uh, graduated at the same time from good old Springbrook High School. And I made the decision to go to Georgia Tech, which for the life of me, Russ didn't save me from that decision. I don't know why I didn't, but I, I, I went down there. Now, Georgia Tech at the time is not what it looks like today. At the time, it was like a factory. I mean, it was red brick buildings. And we were, you know, it was like old professors who made you use slide rules when you were a freshman. I mean, that's how crazy that place was. And Russ used to, you know, of course, back then you couldn't send people pictures on phones, but, you know, Russ would tell me about what was going, you know, when we'd see each other on break and he'd show me these pictures of Boulder and exactly as he described it, stars and mountains and all this stuff. And I was like, what <laughs> in the world? I mean, like, my God, he's like, he went to paradise and I'm down here at the freaking like sweatshop <laughs> South. So it was a, it was a, it was a trip. But anyway, I didn't mention in my introduction that you guys are, you guys are music, musicians, excuse me. You guys are a band pretty much. And um, I think that's going to segue us into if anyone has listened to this podcast and stayed with us this long, you're probably wondering, these motherfuckers haven't even mentioned a one page of a book, let alone a book club. <laughs> so, so, and I have to tell the listeners, I have no idea why we're the Green Room Book Club. So would somebody please give us a little background, a little bit of history as to how you guys got together and why you're the Green Room Book right Club? On. Uh, I'll, I'll start out. I, okay, you remember this thing called the pandemic? It was, um, you know, that time in our our recent past where people were secluding themselves and making little pods. We decided our pod would be a musical pod. So we would come over on Wednesday nights and just hang out and and because it was such an odd time in history we would just chat about things that were going on we would have a drink be it beer wine or liquor and have a little food and just talk music talk society talk about the time we were in now all along we knew we were going to head down to the to the studio and then play eventually. But the chat got pretty good to us, you know? And so we would go home and or maybe the next day people would say, what did you guys do last night? Well, we have a, we formed a book club. Like a book club? What books are you reading? Oh no, we may read a book, but we're not actually bringing books to this thing. Our book was the music. So tongue in cheek, <laughs> right? It was exactly that. It was like a tongue in cheek because most book clubs, right? Just a way to go and have some fellowship, you know. And I'm going to throw our wives under the bus, right? They go to these book clubs and drink great wine, eat charcuterie, 
you know, have all this 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 whole spread and never ever talk about the book, right? And so we were kind of tongue in cheek about, you know, hey, this is our book club or this is our pod, you know. So it was it was a great time because, you know, at that time, you know, all music has stopped. And I don't think that people there's going to be movies and and other, you know, types of uh, literature uh, written about this whole time. But I mean, musicians, professional musicians no gigs, no more, not making any money. And we weren't at that level as far as, you know, professional. We do it, you know, strictly out on an amateur slash, or I shouldn't say amateur. We do get paid. You have to pay us to, to come play. So I guess <laughs> we we are professional in that way. But we do it for fun. Yeah, it's not it's not a business. We all have other day jobs and other, other things that we have to do. Um, but, you know, our gigs... You know, dried up. I think we had a gig. Didn't we have a gig uh, like right before that canceled on we us? Yeah, we had one that probably started. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, the big thing about it was is this was our repost from the week of the pandemic of having to be isolated and having to be, you know, sequestered. So, you know, we didn't do anything. We were on the honor system as far as, you know, COVID test and you know and, and everything like that, but you know it all worked out. So it was it was it was a great it was a great time. And we were let let me let me yeah. ask you guys real quick because listen, hey, doesn't mean you can't be big time. So tell the people when you guys were performing uh, before the pandemic, or maybe it's changed since then. I mean, if in the local area, hopefully we'll have some a lot of listeners who are in the boulder denver colorado metropolitan area i mean what name do you perform under yeah so we 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 perform under our first original band was cadillac grip so cadillac like uh you know an escalade or el dorado 1985 with drop top silver (laughs) (laughs) and grip like we gripping that wheel real tight so that was the 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 first band and uh Mm I'm hip. To, I'm yeah. hip to the grip. Yeah, so grip still. Yeah, grip, the grip is still working. Yeah, I'll let you. <laughs> yeah, right. And right. A, one and Gator Tail. I mean, yeah, we just like playing music. So this never this okay uh, format or configuration never really played out live. So uh, well, yeah. So okay. let's let's talk about that because this was this was the coolest thing about this whole configuration was that. This was a way for us to get together, and it, it started out, you know, Russ and I and, and Dan talking about how we can use this time to get better, to be better musicians, write new music, maybe kind of go over some stuff, and then kind of keep that whole Cadillac grip going. And we were like, well, that's great. And I was especially like, hey, I'm a bass player. Someone has to come and keep time. <laughs> we gotta get a drummer here, right? And our um, original mm-hmm. drummer from Cadillac Grip, he wasn't really available at that time. So I knew that I had played with Chip a few times. Him sitting in on some stuff, and 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 Chip's a great drummer. But it was all a way for us to 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 get to a a point where we become better musicians. And I think. I mean, looking back on that time, I remember thinking, I mean, we've become so much better musicians um, 
you know, just in this whole configuration. And Dan is right. We haven't played out in this configuration, but Chip has been instrumental in all three of us excelling Four. in the conf in three of us. No, I understand. Four of us, really, ultimately. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, but I'm saying that Chip had, uh, has been instrumental in the three of us, me, Dan, and Russ, um, you know, just going to the moon as far as musicianship and Cadillac Grip and then our other band, which is called uh, Gator Tail. So the other dude was like <laughs> Pete Best and Chip is like Ringo and y'all brought Ringo in and now y'all like going to blow up. Billy Preston. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. The cool All right. thing too is that okay. uh, with this format, you know, we come in, we have maybe we have a, a different uh, Russell bring in a different bottle of wine. We we shoot the shit for a while because mm -hmm. we, we didn't have you know didn't have anywhere to go. But then it, it really took the pressure off because it wasn't really rehearsing for a gig all the time. Because when you're doing that, it's, mm -hmm. it's just more pressure. And so everybody, mm -hmm. I think, felt free to uh, make more mistakes, to relax. And that's how you get better. Yeah. You know, well, I mean, I, um, I took piano lessons, Russ will tell you. I took piano lessons for several years. I have no musical talent. I mean, I think I could be a producer. But as far as... Um, and I can read a little sheet music, but I can't read. And my thing is I can't take the notes and they won't hit. You know, I can't extend that through my fingers. So I have a lot of respect for musicians. I really do. And um, so and as a journalist, I mean, I watch a lot of documentaries. So I watch a lot of stuff about musicians and how they get together. And one of the things that I found, especially with a lot of the musicians that I um, admire, is that doing things like you guys are doing and just interacting on a casual basis with their colleagues, whether they're bandmates or not. Um, they all say that their music has flourished or gotten a lot better. They become mm -hmm. better practitioners mm -hmm. because of it. Um, because there's a language you guys talk to, you know, that you, you know, can speak or relate to or vibe on that, uh, you know, that's special. And so that's that's I can see that why that's worked out. And, the, and to kind of bring our our the name home is green room is where musicians hang out before after a show maybe a break. Book club is the gathering of people to discuss a topic. So we just mashed it up, being that we're musicians. This is the green room, and it's our version of a book club. Cool. Okay. Well, see, that's that's uh, this is what Russ and I were talking about, and he said because well, he found out I was doing these podcasts, and hey, uh, you, uh, he thought that this would be a good idea. And I went a little bit there. Oh, did they? Okay. Um, You're you good. Got you got it. What did he say? <laughs> um. So in talk, you know, talking to Russ about, you know, when he told me about you guys getting together and I was talk telling, you know, we were talking about the podcast that I was recording, um, we thought this might be a good forum for us to get together and talk, just talk about things that obviously the things that you, some of the subjects you guys broached when you were together, 
but you know, maybe I could introduce some other things as well. And um, hopefully we can, you know, we can, there's an audience out there who would like to hear what we have to say. Um, one of the things that I'd, I'd written down a couple of uh, topics that we could possibly discuss, or a few things I wanted to broach, a couple of them, and I had no idea, Russ did not prepare me, that I was going to run into two guys from Philly, although I know, Chip, you don't <laughs> care about the Eagles, so I like you a whole lot more um, because of that. But, um, I, you know, the Super Bowl is this weekend, and whether one is a football fan or not, as uh, somebody who lives in this country, you can't avoid it. Super Bowl is right. unavoidable as an American. <laughs> so you have to have you have to have an opinion about it. Not you know now to ask Dan who he thinks is going to win the Super Bowl is like a ridiculous exercise. I mean, um, well, I mean, the fact is, because I, I can imagine who I think would. In this case, I I, I don't know. I could could separate myself. Dan, do you? So you're never, so you're no, you're never going back to Pennsylvania. Agreed. Am I, am I hearing you right? <laughs> uh, Andy Reid's kids destroyed my high school. Okay, all right, that's true. He anyway, has roots there. That's um, true. No, I'm hoping for the best, and nobody that there are no serious injuries or nobody, none of you know, nobody dies because of the fandom. Yeah, really. But they're like they grease yeah. the poles. Have you ever seen all that shit? The poles are tasked with greasing the no. all the light poles and all the shit in Philly, so people don't climb. What about the over? Oh, <laughs> so yeah. I mean, I, I don't understand that concept <laughs> completely. Look, Philly. Look, you just look at me. I. So talk about uh, the Super Bowl. I heard that they um, are literally thinking about doing a national holiday on Monday after the Super Bowl that was proposed. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, it would make sense. I, I would prefer. I would prefer first Election yeah. Day and then I maybe the Super Bowl the, the day after the Super Bowl. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's. That's just me, but the that that does make sense because you know again it's unavoidable. Vice versa. I know that I work at a restaurant, and um, when the den when the Broncos were in the Super Bowl, they said they were Monday was off. We were, we were not getting deliveries until Tuesday or Wednesday, so it was sort of like that. I mean, I think it's like a that kind of a thing. Yeah, but anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Well, when I lived in Denver, it was it was like the best time because the Broncos won the Super Bowl twice right. and the Avalanche right. won the Stanley Cup. Right. And and the uh the Rockies just started yeah. playing yeah, that was, at that was Coors Field. Yeah. Big year, yeah. Big yeah. Yeah. yeah, I went I went to the last uh Rockies game oh, at yeah. uh, Mile High. I think I did too. I think yeah. I got a ticket for that uh, somewhere. Yeah, I think I, I think I was there too. I mean, obviously that's what fifty yeah. thousand people, right? The first, so. the first year. Yeah. 
I can't say I saw you there. Although I probably wouldn't remember if I did see you there. But you that's what kind of that's what kind of day it was. <laughs> Why, yeah, Jerry Curl. I did not have a Jerry Curl. <laughs> I had to. I had to. Howard, you got to tell us what you are drinking. I had to. Oh, I didn't do that. Well. I'm drinking a Cab Franc from Veritas uh, Winery um, in yes. that's from Afton, Virginia. Um, now, I, it just so happens. I mean, I, this is one of my favorite vineyards in Virginia. But this past weekend, um, Joe, my partner Joan and I went went and uh, sp- spent the weekend there. And um, Cab Franc is a grape that grows. Virginia, and then now Russ will tell you because let me go back a little bit. I used to tease Russ about his wine drinking because Russ went out to Boulder <laughs> and he became this wine drinker, and I was down <laughs> south drinking Jack Daniels, and so I was I was like, yeah, okay, and he, Russ would have this, you know, he'd talk about wine, but you know, I uh, about geez, time flies now, like. About nine years ago, I started dating this woman, Joan, who um, is quite a wine fan. And now I have this wine palette and, and I like wine a lot. And so um, I've come to find out that this area, especially northern Virginia and the Shenandoah Valley of Maryland, is the a lot like the uh, climate and terroir of Bordeaux, France. And so... The while for years they made sure. crap wine in Virginia, um, now they kind of know what they're doing, and so they've you know planted the right grapevines and they you know gotten uh winemakers who know what they're doing. Virginia Tech, uh, actually has become one of the uh prominent universities in the country that really you know, does a lot of research into wine, like Cal- Caltech, I think is the number one, but um, uh, Virginia Tech has gotten very good too. Anyway, um, this Cab Franc, which grows really well here, is really good. So that is, that is what I'm drinking. So what, um, uh, 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 I, the Franc, uh, Cabernet uh, Franc grape, I mean, what is it that you particularly gravitate towards because I like I like it too. There's a local winery here in, in Colorado in Palisade, uh Whitewater Hill. They're uh right outside of Grand Junction. That is like one of my favorite um wineries and I really, really love their their cow front. Uh that's like one of my favorites. But what do you cow front? Yeah. Well, I the, now the my favorite wine okay. are Bordeaux blends. I mean, there there are five primary Bordeaux grapes, which are Merlot, Cab Franc, uh, Cab Sauv, um, Golly, Petit Verdot, and Malbec. Okay, and Mer- yeah, yeah, and so um, I like those wines the best. However, of all of those blending wines, I like. Uh, Cab Franc because it's dry. Yeah. Most of those, all of those are dry, but I just see it. It's just not as punch you in the face as some of those other ones. Now, 
Petit Verdot is kind of is laid back too. But I started when I started when I said, "Oh, I I get it now. I really like wine." It was because I was drinking uh, Cabernet Sauvignon okay. from California. Now California is sure. really big. They have really big wines. To me, to me, it's like I you know I describe it as they they're like Absolutely. the whiskey of wines to me. I mean those those things you can drink yeah. like by itself. Like you don't really pair Jack Daniels with food. You don't pair Maybe. Maker's Mark with food. You just drink Maker's Mark. And that's kind of like what those cab sobs are. These 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 wines are really good with food. Yeah. And that's what I like this cab from because I, I Yeah. Favorite thing to eat? Really? Steak. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I do. I mean, I, I, you know, I like, I like beef. I like good, good beef with cab franc. Um, I like chocolate with cab franc, but I like, I really like uh, a really yeah. good nice. piece what of beef. What did you guys do at the winery this past weekend? Um, it was a. I'm a. I'm a member of that winery for what, whatever that means, and um, they had this workshop for pruning vines which you know I, I don't i really don't have a really great green thumb joan does my mother does my mother grew up on a farm so she's you know i've been around people who know about plants and growing plants i just never had the patience for it but they they showed us how to when you go out in the vineyard how to prune the vines and it was really shocking because they cut those suckers down. I mean, I was, you know, they, I've heard from talking to these winemakers and these grape growers that, you know, to get good grapes, especially red wine grapes, they kind of need to struggle. And I always thought that was associated with just the, uh, the moisture, just water. You know, they want to, you don't want your red wine grapes to get too much rain, too much water. Um, but it also has to do with the way they prune them. They will cut these suckers like down so that they're fighting to grow and create better fruit because the fruit is what the thing that like yep. uh, that will make the vine thrive. Yeah, it's, it was really it's interesting. Weed, baby. Yeah, it's like it is. It's like it's like weed. Uh, uh, Chip is our is our uh, expert weed person here. He, uh, I'm not. Mm -hmm. I'm not a partaker, but I'm always interested in the way he can grow stuff, and it smells it's so like good when he opens it up. You know, out of the little Tupperware container that he has, love it. And it's it's yeah, mm -hmm. it's the same thing, right? I mean, it's just like you know, I love to grow peaches, and you know, in my backyard, in my in my front yard, actually. Uh, and it's the same thing. You know what? There's a, a flowering phase. There's a growth phase and there's a, you know, an actual fruiting phase that you have to and got to cut it down so that it's not going through those two other phases. So that's that's exactly right. Yeah, it was it was uh, it was interesting. It was it was it was really fun. But I was I mean, the guy was like, cut that, cut that, <laughs> cut that. <laughs> and I was like, man, there's nothing left. But that was what that was what you had to do. Um, so it was, it was really interesting. It also gave me a lot of more, I mean, I already, because of the, you know, conversations and interviews I've had with these people, a lot of respect for what they do, but I, it grew even more this weekend oh, because yeah. that's yeah. a lot of work. 
It's, it really is. So did it's you, a lot of work. Payment on the, and, on the winery? Uh, are, you, so, are you getting into the wine business now? Yeah. <laughs> Who, me? <laughs> I buy lottery tickets. And if, I mean, if I hit, I would buy one. I mean, I'm, I mean, I know that sounds like a, a joke, but I mean, I'm serious. I mean, you, you, I think you need to have a few, yeah. I don't think I know you need to have a few million to, 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 to be able to do that. And if I did, if I did, you know, hit one of these big powerball yeah. things or whatever, I would contemplate it with some partners. Um, but it's just, yeah. it's, man, it's just a lot of work. And here, I mean, but you know, on the East coast, you know, we, it's a lot different than doing it out West, out West, you know, and I'm, and there's no diss to them because they, they make some obviously world renowned wines and all of that, but they, there's a lot of irrigation, a lot of stuff they did. Now they have to deal with wildfires, like which is like Greece no joke, but, <laughs> <laughs> but, but here, but here it's like, you have, you don't know what's you, you're at the mercy of mother nature. You are. I mean, it's a lot of fighting frost, a lot of dealing with humidity. There's, you know, because because humidity, you know, you get a right. lot of mildew, a lot of fungus, a lot of insects, a lot of all kinds of things. So, um, you know, it's really it's a lot of work and it's a lot of art Our, to putting it together. So that's what I really, like, you know, locusts, appreciate about it. insects. <laughs> <laughs> Mm-hmm. So, I uh, Russ told me all about some of your guys, and we're not going to get into it tonight. But I know that you guys have a lot of other talents, other than music. We're going to talk about music too. But okay, that's a what? Since we're talking, since I brought up music, this is what one of the things I wanted to know. I always ask musicians this if I if I have the opportunity to do so. If you had the opportunity. It doesn't matter what time of, you know, what uh, uh, generation, what time. It doesn't matter if they're dead or alive or anything like that. If you had the opportunity to be in a particular band, I mean, just for a time. Or be it the, for the whole stretch. I don't know. I mean, you, you know, aim high, I guess. But whatever. Is there a band that you would say, hey, you know what? If I could be in Led Zeppelin. I'd like to have been in Led Zeppelin or play with those guys. You know what I mean? As a musician, because, because I, my answer, my answer would be based on fandom. You know what I mean? Well, it wouldn't be first. based what, what, speaking what like a musician. There it is. That's it. Now, what, I would, I would be, yeah, either, either that or, Either that or rare essence, but yeah, like, probably <laughs> okay. Probably the instrument. Par- probably probably funkadelic. Yeah. So you'd be oh, vocal. it would just be vocals. It would be vocals and keyboards. And look, because Bernie Worrell is like the baddest keyboard player in the world. So if I could play, Oscar oh, Peterson absolutely. and Bernie Worrell absolutely. are the baddest keyboardists that ever lived. So if I could if yeah. I could play keyboard like that's the, Bernie, have to replace. Then, yeah, yeah, it's, it's I would do. Right now. Yeah. I can get. I'm gonna give you my quick mm-hmm. answer. It's um in Rick James's okay. band. <laughs> <laughs> just, 
Oh. Because oh. he was like fucking oh. everybody equal in that band, and they built a house. They were partying, like as far as I know. That's the biggest party I've ever seen. If I was in the viewing, you know, oh. that's the one I would have liked to see. Oh. The stones of the band. Oh. <laughs> yeah, oh. Yeah. I, okay. I mean, oh. Oh, I'm gonna get. Let's put a pin in that. I'm gonna talk about that at the end about that. Okay. So who else? Who's next? So I never, I never. This is an interesting question because I realized I never, I never thought about wanting to be in a band except the Jackson okay. Five. Because <laughs> I, I grew up with that shit. You know? Yeah, no, so, that's like that's killer. So, so I was, you know, I was listening to those guys when I was what was six, seven, <laughs> or, or eight, or whatever. So, you know, so I was like, man, that looks so cool. The whole family, and, you know, they're, they're having such a good time and they're so good. But then, then I, then I watched the Partridge Family and I realized, oh no, it's not all. It's not all. It's some drama with that shit. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> hey look there was a good two year window yeah. when the Partridge yeah, right. family was the shit I don't care what anybody yeah. but if, you job, were, if you were alive you know back I mean? then Oh man! Oh man! Oh man! Oh man! Okay. You know Maurice what? I, man, I I could. This is Maurice, so I could probably be in a lot of different bands, but right now, today, in 2023. What I've been digging a lot and kind of digging into a lot more is Ohio players. <laughs> and I mean, Ooh, the grooves there damn. and being a bass player in Ohio hidden. players, man, you can't tell me nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, that's good. That's a nice one. That's, that's the home roots, too. That's yeah. the territory. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Russ, mine of all mm. time. I'd all be, right, Russ. Because I've hung with him since I was a kid. I'd be right there with Howard in Parliament Funkadelic. Oh, yeah. Because the musicianship, the blend of yeah. funk and rock just has driven my whole life in music. And then if I could add someone right behind that, I would play with Prince's band. Because oh. that is just... Yeah. Which one? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, right? Yeah. Which dad? Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> After he, like, about maybe six months or so, yeah. not very long after he died. Oh, I saw him. Um, the Revolution Tour. Yeah. And, and I saw them too. I saw them. And it was in a, I don't know where, he, where they played here. Dude, was check this, it out, Howard. Like, small I, I was venue. so upset when I went to go see him because they were playing at the First Bank Center here, which is a newer venue. Um, pretty much where I, where I told you the original mm -hmm. stories about the tumbleweed, they built up all the whole area now, 
And right. they were opening up for my morning jacket. What? Yeah. So you got oh, Wendy, what? Lisa, Brown Mark, Dr. Fink, you know, all these guys that were so instrumental. And then you got yeah. uh, Stokely Carmichael from uh, Mint Condition that was, was, was singing with them. And he would come on. But Wendy and Brown Mark were pretty much handling a lot of the vocals, too. Open up for him, so you know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Me and my wife, we went, and we were so I I, I don't I can't speak for her, but I was so pumped to go see him. So I'm sitting there. Nobody is like really there, and we kind of make our way towards the stage, general admission, and it was an ungodly experience because it was it was like. Some of the best musicians <laughs> that I've ever heard. They were so crisp. And I'm like, you know, when you hear stuff like that, you're like looking for the dat machine in the back or you're looking for the background vocals or nothing. Nope. That was all them. They were just so tight. I've never seen a band that tight that stops on a dime, turns it around, and can go in a different, a complete different way. So everything was all good. People started to kind of filter in, you know, obviously they were the opening band for some strange reason for this My Morning Jacket, right? And and they they kill it completely, you know, they play the Purple Rain, they go off in the Blaze of Glory or whatever. So I'm like, well, you know what? We still got about an hour or so before the babysitter, you know, has to go home. Let's check out this My Morning Jacket. My Morning Jacket, you know what? They were okay. I mean, I'm not trying to, you know, hate on my morning jacket or whatever like that. But I'm like, this is sacrilegious that all these people are here to see this band and miss this amazing band just from a <coughs> musical standpoint. You know, I'm the musician. I'm like listening with musician ears, maybe not like with fan ears. And well, I'm listening with fan ears because I'm a big Prince fan too. Uh -huh. But I mean, it, it was it was amazing uh, how. Uh, amazing that they were what was your experience they played at this place called the Fillmore which is in Silver Spring I don't know if Russ uh even is aware of this place but it's it's it opened about maybe I don't know 10 years ago it has an open floor and a balcony around it's a cool place okay. the revolution was the only band that played they played, they had a DJ that played hard. all the bunch of print stuff before they came out. And, and they were like killing it. They were fantastic. I, my, my, uh, experience was quite like yours. Um, I now Prince, as it turns out, um, is the, uh, entertainer sure, or performer that I've seen the most live. Now, but I've never, but listen, I've never seen him. I haven't seen a print. I, the Purple Rain show. No, let me take that. Love back. sexy. The, uh, I guess it was, I, I guess it was, no, I don't think it was love sexy. Cause I, 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 I checked out on Prince a little <laughs> while. Cause I thought he was right. bullshitting a little bit. I think I have to give you that. I'd say that I do. I think he wasn't really I think he was just putting music out. But uh, uh, it was the sign of the times. And I think it was the last one I saw. But the Purple Rain tour, he played the Omni. This is when I was living in Atlanta when I was going to college. Okay. He played the Omni five nights in a row. And I went to three of them uh -huh. only because I didn't buy tickets for three. I couldn't even do that in college. But my girlfriend at the time 
knew somebody who worked okay. at a at the local radio station yep. and they were getting tickets. So I got I was gifted tickets to go see him. And I was just amazed. You were talking about how tight their band was. There was a night when oh, first thing I saw yep. three nights, they played right. the same songs. Right. They didn't play them in the same same right. order every night. That that tripped me out. And then there was a song. I want to say it was. I don't know what song it was. I'm gonna say it was. It was uh, uh-huh. Computer World, or it might have been Darling Nikki, one of the two. But Prince, now that particular night, I was behind the stage, and yeah. Dez, what was it? Bobby Z was the drummer. Uh, Prince performed. Nobody would have known anything happened, but Prince like Bobby- walked back there. And chewed that dude out. He like he, he like yelled at him. Yeah, like like apparently he played something wrong. Nobody would have known. <laughs> and I was like, this dude is like, yeah. I mean, he's a, he's like the best. I'm telling you. I I'm telling. You, I told people, and that's why I've seen him live so many times. I've told people I've never seen anybody. Yeah. Who could yep. sing, hundred yep. percent, play lead, one hundred percent. Dance one hundred percent in nine inch heels. Yeah. Now you, now you, you show me somebody who can do that, and I'll say okay. But you know what? That's a I don't know if anyone like can do know, that. Obviously, he was very uh, meticulous about his craft. Uh, he was very meticulous about practice. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, I, I, you know, I watch a lot of documentaries. Yeah. Um, I think we all do. This is kind of the genesis of book club was us talking about. You know, we we talk about how, you know, he come from he comes from a long line of practice, 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 practice. James Brown, right? You know how much practice where, and that's the kind of uh, musicianship that comes from practice, being able to you know turn on a dime, play different songs in different keys, play different songs in different you know in in, in different orders or whatever. Where I feel like. You know, you go see your average day band a lot of times, and it's hard for me. Let, let's put it like this. I'm not a great musician. I never claimed to be a great musician. I think I do certain things well. I think that I have to grow in certain ways. And I always think, could I play in this band? The band that I saw after seeing the revolution, I can play in that band like today. Mm-hmm. Can I play in the revolution? Right. Ever? <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. Look, when you asked me what my experience was when I saw them, and I brought up that incident with Bobby Z, only to say that they, it was obvious. I, I, I've never, I've never been in that situation before where I saw a band when the major yeah. guy had yeah. died. And they were playing. I've never seen that before. Since then, it was so obvious that they were like, "We're going yeah. to be tight." Not only because we're tight and we're just used to being absolutely, out, but out of respect for absolutely. Prince, they those were guys were like tour, I, I think there was like about maybe you know uh, eighteen or so dates or something like that, or you know, it was it was very limited amount yeah. of time. But you could tell that. They, it was a labor of love because that was 
years, not even two years after after he yeah, passed away. Yeah. And it's funny because you, you say Bobby Z. So, you know, when you think about it, Bobby Z pretty much started when Prince, he was the longest running member, right? I mean, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, that yeah. Oh yeah, no. But here's the other thing. He, it was like, it wasn't like he was. Yeah. He 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 did chew him out. Yeah. But it wasn't like yeah. it was like Bob. He was like he was coaching him. You know what I mean? It's like it's like you know when you see like, and I hate to use this guy because I really don't care for him, but it's like right. when you see Bobby Knight right. like yelling at a player, a really right. good player, like a great player, like a Isaiah Thomas, and you're like. Damn, this dude right. is chewing him right. out. But the yeah. player is looking at him like, right, 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 Just don't right, throw the right. Chair, you know, <laughs> that's exactly what was happening. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But, uh, but, but your story, your story reminded me of something, and I'll bring this up because it's a book club. Um, and I would recommend this for any. And I'm not a person who recommends books because I'm not going to like front like I read. I, I read more than the average person, but I don't read a lot of books. But Miles Davis's autobiography is required reading for anybody who cares about jazz in the 20th century. That's all I'm going to say about that. But he was talking about Wick when jazz was yeah. in a down, you know, downturn in like the 70s. Well, well wait a minute. And Before you he had on, to play some gigs he didn't want to play. Okay. Okay. This was right before Bitches Brew. All right, so I, you know, I don't know what the chronology, okay. chronology is, but this was before Bitches Brew. But yeah, yeah, when Bebop was like not happening, you know, mainstream. Okay, and and I'm just gonna say it because the, the cool thing about Miles's autobiography is that it's like unedited. Yeah. I mean, it's just like it's written like he said it, and so he was like he knew he had to change some things. When they had to open up, he said exactly like this. We had to open up, you know, for this <laughs> no talent motherfucker named Steve Miller. And he said, I knew then I needed to do something different. And I was like, you know, I see it today, you know, I, I was watching, I was watching, um, our battery is like ten percent, so we we might want to run the, uh, wrap this up. But you know, I I was I was going to say I was watching uh, right or looking at musicians on the Austin. Uh, what's the Austin music? City Limits. Austin City. Yeah. And I'm looking yes, at the great right. bands, and I love this. I love that in Jules Holland, and you know, like to to kind of get you know because you got to come correct when you go there. You know, you've you've right. arrived. You gotta come correct. But there are certain bands that kind of, you can tell, they got great agents. Oh. They got great publicity. And then there are certain bands mm -hmm. that even, mm -hmm. you know, you know, you know, like, you know, Belinda Carlisle is kind of making a, 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 big, a big comeback now. And she's, you know, her stuff yeah. is solid, you know? I mean, yeah. she's back pretty hard, right? And I, I love those right. type of things because talent always rises to the top, even if not at that exact moment. You know, when you look back yeah. in history and you're like, man, that was way ahead of its time. Or, you know, that's, that's, that's some great stuff. And Miles is right, man. It's like, you know, sometimes you got to kiss a lot of frogs to, 
Well, I'm just saying, I mean, look, I'm not going to pretend like I don't like some Steve Miller songs and he's not, you know, into them, but, 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 he ain't even Miles. (laughs) Dude, look, you, yeah, he's not Miles and you, you heard that I, you know, the, the, the reference I have for like Oscar Peterson and, 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 and Bernie Worrell and these other bands. Dude, I don't know. Nah, if you said, you can go play for Steve Miller, I'd be like, nah. I'm good. I got two songs. I'd rather be, I'd rather be smoking got, dope in the I front row than being in the band. Oh, I'm sure. Look, I'm sure he. I mean, look. Believe me, I'm not. I'm, I'm in agreement with you. Um. That dude has five yeah. naked women in a pool in the Hollywood Hills right now. Okay. Oh, yeah. And he's like, you he know would, what? I don't care what like, you yeah. have to say about it, Howard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, yeah. 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 I, I wasn't as good as Miles. <laughs> Battery's about to run out here. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right, guys. All right. Um, well. What's that? I saw Steve Miller open up for the dead in Vegas in like probably 93. It was weird. (laughs) Wow. Thank you. I respect that you remember that show. (laughs) I'd have walked walked out of there like blacked out like a mug, you know. (laughs) I could tell you I was there. But what up next show. Anyway, all right, guys, listen. That's a great idea. Dan. Well, we, that what, we get, awesome. go ahead. Maybe uh, coordinate and get one bottle hey, of wine. We all taste it that again? and talk about it. We can talk about all of those things. Um, yeah, yeah. Off mic, <laughs> but we can do we can do that. We can do that. That's cool. That's cool. But I want to thank everybody for listening. I want you to please subscribe to the podcast. Trust me, this is going to get really good later on. Tell your friends about it. Tell your enemies about it. And for, huh? Tell your enemies about it. Tell your enemies about it. They might like it. Tell people who are Steve Miller fans about it. They will, they'll, they'll appreciate what we have to say. Tell Steve Miller about it if you happen to know him. Um, for Maurice, Dan, Chip, and Russ, I'd like to say thank you very much for listening, and Thanks, we will be in touch yeah. soon, in a couple of weeks probably. Bye-bye. Peace.